your martial arts movie podcast. Ha-ha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble! And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now... Oh, oh, oh. I don't come you know, baby. Fists of fail. Every uh, episode. No, yeah, no. Like some episodes easier because I like I have I have something to think about before. Something something start. clever to uh, maybe uh, to maybe elaborate this is on. our intro. Maybe this is our actual intro. To sure, the episode why not? For how we're gonna end Once Upon a Time in China, the series, or at least the ones featuring Jet Li and Rosamund Kwan. Um, we're skipping over uh, four and five. We're gonna just talk about the final entry of the series featuring Jet Li. Um, Have you seen four and five? Oh, I've seen the whole thing, but it's, yeah. I, I, I think I told this in the previous episode. I, I only remember one and two, as does everyone else. Those mm-hmm. are the two entries in the series that everyone remembers very fondly. But this is one, the one that I actually remember probably more than everything else. I don't remember a single thing with the Vincent Zhao entries with uh, four and five. So if you ask me any questions about it, be like, uh, yeah, Jet Li looks different in those movies. <laughs> it's interesting uh, because I, I've I've been the one who has kept on elaborating on the relationship of Jet Li and Roseman Kwan's characters, uh, Wong Fei Hong and Ant 13 in the series uh, throughout the first three movies. I have not seen four and five, and upon watching this movie, Once Upon a Time in America, for the first time, it feels like nothing has happened in between three and this one. So I don't know what happens in parts four and five between the characters, if they, if anything changed, but this feels like it's the next step from where it was supposed to be, although for me personally, I I wanted them to just be a, a real loving couple at this point. There's Jet Li's character is still a little hesitant. Uh, you think so? I think there's a very drastic evolution in their relationship. I mean, uh, 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 the way that the last movie ended, the last movie, the third part installment. Part three, yes. <laughs> part three, uh, which we discussed. Uh, yeah, he was definitely a lot more reserved. Um I felt like he didn't really evolve too much. He, well, obviously he did and to some extent because, you know, she was making the advances on him and he eventually opened up a little bit. <clears throat> but this movie, like, I feel like he's a lot more brash. Or, well, not brash, but he's a lot more open about it. He's like, he's even, he even proposes to her like very early on in the film. So I felt like their relationship definitely blossomed a lot. And then the movie's like, nope. You're getting amnesia. And I was like, no, no, why? It pulls why? the old trick, the old <laughs> old uh, movie trope that once... Uh, the, the, the first half of the movie is Wong Fei Hong not remembering who he is. And yeah, we played that old tired trope. And not only that, but this is the first movie where we, it takes place in America. Oh man, the 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 title of this. Uh, for you guys who don't know what I have to do whenever like I I, I type in the file names for all these episodes and you know, I'm I typing 
you know, like, oh, the episode is called Extremo X here. I'm gonna type it in. I'm so tired of typing in once upon a time in China. It takes fucking like forever to type that in. Like, oh, I copy and paste it over and over. And then this this title does not roll off the tongue at all. Not at all. Like not even a little bit. And it takes place it's once upon a time in China and America. It doesn't take place in China at all. At it's, all, it's yeah. Completely it's Chinese characters America. in America. And yeah. I believe they actually shot in Texas, so that's that's pretty cool. It's not china masquerading oh yeah as as the americas as the wild west so that that's kind of interesting that we got a hong kong crew overseas to mm-hmm. film a movie yeah yeah what is this what is this uh rumor that you've heard about samo and jackie and um, this is not founded this is a, a, apparently allegation but yeah, you, so you, you did uh, mention to me soft i've heard before right I've, I've heard in some podcasts where people said that Jackie had a falling out with Samo because Jackie has had kind of like a mood board back in the day of all his of his ideas he wanted to do, and one of them was a martial arts western film. And Samo Hung went and did this in 1997 before Jackie could do Shanghai Noon. And mm-hmm. apparently, a falling out came because of that. Um, and that's kind of the extent of what I know. I don't know the source of that information because the people never cited it so i i mean i i wouldn't think they would spout misinformation but i would like to know where that was heard so right well the internet's never the wrong source for misinformation so i (laughs) I totally believe that um well actually that kind of makes sense right because sambo and jackie haven't really collaborated on anything in quite some time but whatever. Uh, let, let's get back to this movie. Speaking of Sammo, uh, Trey Hawk has taken a step down from a directing role to strictly being producer. And Yoon Ping is no longer part of these productions. And Sammo has taken on the reins of both. And it kind of shows in the final product, right? It definitely feels more like a Sammo movie, right? I... I'm not good with identifying Samo's feel yet. I, I mm. we have covered a bunch of his movies, yeah. but uh, those movies were uh, action directed by Jackie Chan, as to where Samo himself was just directing. Mm-hmm. This is Samo doing direction and action. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I am not still familiar with his style. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's trying to keep it in that same vein where. There is some grounded fights, and then there is assistance from wireworks, and then there is wacky physics going on with the environment and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be a Once Upon a Time in China movie without a little bit of wirework and a lot of like air flying acrobatics and such, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if Sambo is the go-to guy for some stuff like that. I was going mm-hmm. to say, now that I've seen Sambo's action direction and and how he's put this movie together versus how yun mo ping would do the wire work mm-hmm. i can clearly have an appreciation for yun mo ping's wire work because his it just looks a lot more uh well composed and, and put together yeah. here it's it's a little messy right. there's a lot of a lot of editing going on in here i was actually really surprised to see that yeah during the action i was getting a little disappointed because there's a lot of choreography going on but there's 
we never get long bouts where you get to breathe and take in the two fighters just sparring with each other. It's like yeah. a few hits, cut. A few hits, cut. It's very, very rapid paced. It, it feels energetic, but it's just not to my liking. Yeah, there's a lot of things I can't put my finger on that just feels like something's just out of place. I think it's a, it's a combination of little things, right? But one thing that we kind of alluded to is that Samo is trying to do the wire foo, do the more wuxia style fighting, and it it feels like an imitation, right? I mean, that but that's I don't want to say say that in a negative way. I mean, because of the series all five installments before this one had set up like how the style of action that it's known for Yun Wuping yeah. style Yun Wuping's a master at Wirefu whether you love it or you hate it I mean this series definitely like he leans into that Samo comes in and he's like alright well he's not part of this production I'll just do my interpretation of it it just feels like a pale imitation of it so I think that has a lot to do with it but then Samo's also trying to weave in his own style. Samo's action direction is super aggressive. And yeah. you can definitely see that in this, this movie. That, that's like, a good way of putting it. It feels very in your face. There's a yeah. lot of yeah, there's a lot of aggression towards a lot of the hits, and then a lot of the weapon stuff is just like, we need to kill you. This is going through <laughs> whatever you're trying to block me with. Yeah. Yep, yep. But enough about all that stupid action stuff. Let's talk about what we're all here for. The story. <laughs> uh, yeah, Once Upon a Time in China and America. I fucking hate that name. Um, so long. Um, it takes place in America. Uh, it starts off right off the bat with uh, uh, the main characters almost running over. Uh, what's his name? Jeff Wolf. Uh, the character's yes. name is Billy. Uh, in the middle of the desert. And they take him on and basically to befriend him. And it seems like a really weird opening, but the point of this is that they befriend a local, I guess, right? And the rest of the movie is just the characters um, trying to support a branch of the Pochilam uh, Chinese apothecary in, in taking place in America. And obviously, there's racism involved because you know, like they don't want them involved, uh, the Chinese there. Um, and there's like framing involved, but there's also like extra characters involving like Native Americans, cowboys, may the mayor, uh, you know, all this extra shit. I feel like I'm, I'm, it, on a surface level, it sounds like I'm, I'm just like glossing over a lot of things but i feel like i'm actually describing it for pretty succinctly there's basically yeah, what it is that is one of the main plot points as you as you said they're trying oh, to get loses of, his memory yeah i was gonna say, say i was gonna <laughs> say yeah the the big one that happens in the very beginning is uh our three main characters uh and 13 wong hei hung and seven uh, a character who was in part three has now up you know, he got an upgrade, uh, continuing being portrayed by uh, Jet Li's stunt double, Shin Shin Shang. They are hilariously thrown into the river after <laughs> their stage car crashes into yep. them, causing, you know, um, Shin Shin Shang and Rosen Kwan to kind of, uh, you know, coincidentally meet up with the people they're trying to meet in the town. 
and Jet Li wakes up in a Native American village. Yep. And yeah, yep. you can kind of see where, you know, maybe you might start be making comparisons to Shanghai Noon. You can, you know, you can mm. see some parallels here and there, but it's not, it's not the same story at all. Oh, yeah, definitely not. Like, not even a little bit. But I mean, I mean, besides the fact that they take place in the West, although I did feel there were slight nods to each other's movie, uh, especially in the hut scene, I was like, "Oh, this really feels it feels like Shanghai Noon." Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking. But then after that whole thing, it just you know, it's just two Western films at that point. Right, right. Yeah, that's fine. I, I think at least both the movies are d- distinct for one another. Um, but yeah, like story wise, it's actually really straightforward. Uh, that's Jet one Lee of the was, nice things um, about this movie, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you compare it to the previous films, um, uh, the previous films, obviously, they were very cultural, right? There's a lot of um, parts of uh, those movies that are very much uh, part of just Chinese culture. If you're, you're Chinese, it actually help benefits you a little bit to, you know, like, because it just kind of goes past, uh, uh, like, a Westerner's... Um, like understanding of certain things, uh, whereas this movie is a little bit more user friendly. <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah, someone can just so. jump right into this uh, in this film. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'd say this movie is just okay. It's definitely a step up from the third installment. I think the third installment is pretty bad, <laughs> pretty bad. I wouldn't say it's horrible, but it's it's not to my liking. Um, but this movie is just middle of the road. I don't know if I say it's the best way to end the series but for a franchise that went one movie a year and then they went into yeah. a tv series i think as well right yeah i think that happened concurrently with this movie uh oh, okay. with vincent zhao vincent zhao mm-hmm. i mean they, they wanted jet Li back um that was like a main draw for the audiences at the time because jet Li obviously yeah. had a falling out after <clears throat> the third installment rosa mcquan also stepped down from her role and oh, so she's not in part four and five either? I don't think so. I think she she was enticed uh. by this movie because, or like coming back to this production because Jet Li was coming back. Okay, that's cool. That's yeah. cool to know. Yeah. But Vincent Zhao took on uh, four and five, and then he went on to do a TV series while Jet Li just was like, all right, I'm back. So we kind of had like a Conan Jay Leno kind of thing going on. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just speculating. But uh, yeah, I mean, it is a big draw. Jet Li's finally back in the role, and he does an okay job. Uh, the but that's I don't think it has anything to do with him. It's just the movie's just okay all in all. I think the script itself is so More, straightforward and so by the numbers. Yeah, it's not trying to outdo itself. Like the third one, like each movie feels like it's trying to step up in a way where the third one tries to do it. And for us, if you listen to the episode, you can hear that. For us, it just failed. At least with this movie, they kept the story very, very simple. The characters are still the same. There's a little bit of evolution with them going on. So, you know, like there's not too much to hate on it. There's, right. It's not like there's declaring plot holes. It's not like the action is horrible. It's just there. But I think what might upset some people is because they got Jet Li and Roseman Kwan back and because this is the last technically the last film, mm-hmm. you kind of want it to go out with a bang, right? And it's yeah. just right down the center, middle of the road. So I can see where some people might have been disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I don't really know uh, enough of the box office returns. Unfortunately, we don't have any commentary to kind of back up this movie. Um, we just kind of have to go with what it, what just the movie itself. Um, but I want to say that from what I've heard from Mike Reed and his commentary on the previous versions of the film, like the, the series wasn't doing all too great. Uh, it's, uh, especially by the time the third installment came out and Jet Li exited the production, Vincent Zhao came on and the films just were like, I think they were concurrently being parodied. Uh, Jet Li was actually in a, uh, a movie where he was starring as like a parody of Wong Fei Hong. Mm-hmm. So that's like at that time, I think interest was starting to wane. And then when he came back onto production for this movie, it's like, all right, I guess they just assumed that the series is, kind of lost its luster like they probably had the idea that this is going to be the last movie and and i think it's okay i think it's not the strongest ending i but i wouldn't say that the series ended on a whimper (laughs) but it just it it kind of it feels like a sequel in between you know a whole series Mm. like this this could have been part four and we could have got more movies after this because to reiterate what you said it doesn't feel like an ending it just yeah. kind of ends almost there, there's almost implication that the story can continue right yeah yeah that's a very good point but it doesn't it doesn't nope <laughs> it doesn't it just kind of it ends does not. On the way that it does which is fine like after watching it's like okay and i think i might have had some like long fei hong fatigue after this whole month i'm like wow it's uh, we've done a lot of Once Upon a Time in China movies, and they're of um, varying quality. <laughs> Let's put it as that. And I, I maybe I should say this now because I, I know my sense of memory is not always the greatest, and I should say it now before I forget. One thing that I notice is what distinguishes a good Once Upon a Time in China movie and a not so great one is the villain. And this one does not have a good villain. <laughs> well, that's something I wanted to uh, reiterate on. So uh-huh. the movie is very straightforward uh-huh. in terms of the plotting. It seems that in the beginning, they do set up who the villains are, mainly the mayor and then some of the local bar attendees who are racist and misogynistic. Yep. And throughout the whole movie, I, th- I thought, okay, they're the bad guys. They're going to be the ones who we have to fight at the end. But then somewhere down the middle, they introduce this character, this bank robbing character who is just kind of a, I don't know, a crazy guy, you know, cutting his own chest, (laughs) you know, uh, drop kicks a wolf and cuts the wolf with his (laughs) spinning spur on the heels (laughs) of his boots. Very, very silly. (laughs) Yeah. And once he takes over it's unfortunate because you know there's no comeuppets for those other racist characters they just kind of go by the wayside with their deaths and we don't even know who this final bad guy is we just know oh he's he's you know main bank robber right yeah there's definitely that i don't feel like the characters uh, we don't get enough of his presence throughout the film either right uh and we don't feel like yeah he's kind of menacing he doesn't get enough presence he doesn't get enough screen time like he gets some screen time to know that he's there but you don't really feel the weight of his 
whatever. Like you can't compare it to like the villains of the first two movies. For yeah. those, like you feel like the there's some. You can feel the direness, and you can feel the skill level of uh, the power level of both of those characters, <clears throat> and that's a uh, that's actually a shame. And I think that's also part of the the Western setting. The the problem with the Western setting in this movie is that you can't expect cowboys to know martial arts, right? Yes, that was something I was always that I was also going to comment on. Yeah. Maybe, maybe because it's a Western, they needed to make the final bad guy a cowboy or an outlaw mm-hmm. and maybe compared to what Samo was looking for uh he might not have been up to snuff with handling hong kong style of action you know how mm. demanding it is and whatnot yeah so, maybe. yeah hard to tell what happened <laughs> uh, i don't know i i kind of wanted uh this might be a spoiler i don't know because we'll we'll eventually have to talk about it uh, it's pretty trivial but Roger Guan's in this movie too. I was gonna say that's also a Shanghai Noon connection. That is a Shanghai Noon connection. It's like, oh, what do you know? I actually thought that he maybe would play a more pivotal role. Nope, nope, not <laughs> even a little bit. It's not even worth talking about it when we get to that part of the movie. Uh, he's, he's there like, and he's, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, it's such a shame. I'm like, oh, I kind of wanted there to be. I mean, he, it's not really a secret. He plays a villainous character, but not like a main bad guy. But I thought he would be a main bad guy. Uh, at least be a foible for some of the characters to fight some some ways along the, down the line. But nope. Uh, instead, he does fight that bank robber, the leader of the gang that you just mentioned, played by Joseph Saya. <clears throat> I believe that's that's him. I'm pretty positive he doesn't have any fights. Did I miss one? The main bad guy, the robber at the, the no the no Roger Yuan. You said he fights oh, the oh. bank robber. Oh no no no! I'm sorry. I think I'm, I, you might have, I, maybe I misspoke. Okay. Roger Yuan does not have any fights. What I'm saying is yes, the bank yes. robber leader does have one. He is yes, the main. Yes. Obviously, he the is main the villain. main final fight. Yeah, probably probably the best one in the end though. I don't know about that, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> he is the final fight. Uh, the way that we set up the movie, and it's like, why does he fight? he's like uh, he's a cowboy like he shouldn't know martial arts and the way that he fights it almost seems like he kind of does but at the same time okay so like i don't want to dive into the action itself yet i i meant to say that in order to set up a a true test of worth for the main character he needs to fight a worthy adversary at the end and i feel like that's not what we get at the end he this guy doesn't really pose much of a threat to wong fei hong at all and that's actually a problem I didn't bring up at all in the third movie was that I, he didn't really have a test of, like, he didn't have a worthy opponent at the end of, in any part what of that movie. What are you talking about? He had to fight a billion lion dancers. I don't, I don't count that. <laughs> I don't count lions. Uh, first lions and cowboys. Uh, compared to the first two movies, we had some pretty memorable villains in, in those movies. And then I guess these... This movie and the, the third installment didn't really have that, so I think that was. Do you think that they were going for some sort of like weird character with the final cowboy boss? He had that like kind of handlebar mustache, uh, 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 or like I yeah, I don't know. He looked really, he looked really odd. Like I don't know if they were trying to go for like trying to make his race seem ambiguous or something like that, because mm, it looks like I don't know. He just looked a little 
different. Something was odd about his appearance. All I can say is that his introduction in the movie is he is peeing. <laughs> it's like... Oh, uh, I thought he was taking a shit. <laughs> uh, oh, he was taking a shit? Yeah, you're right. He was, he was taking a shit. And like that doesn't make me like feel like this character is of any uh, is not is intimidating whatsoever I well, that see they're trying goofy. to throw you off because he's a human all human shit and then he goes and he drop kicks a wolf and <laughs> now you know he's really you know he's bad news yeah and that's a certain point okay yeah sure yeah i mean i can buy it. he's licking his own blood he's cutting himself up a little bit it's like oh, okay i can kind of believe the menace and then he talks, and like, oh, his voice is super. It it doesn't sound menacing at all. Eh, there's like a disconnect with this character, <laughs> like all, mm-hmm. all in all. Uh, yeah. So I mean, there's there's a lot of little things about the movie that kind of bother me. Um, but I'd say that the some of the parts, that's uh, not so bad. It, it's not a perfect movie. I'd say that it's. It's just in the middle of the road. It's that, again better than the last movie that we just talked about. But uh, yeah, as a martial arts enthusiast, I was like, uh, I don't know. Some of the actions, I think you kind of like already t- touched upon it. Some of it's just messy, I guess, or not memorable. I don't know. There's there's quite a couple fights in this movie, and I think only one of them really stands out for me. And we can definitely talk about that too. Yeah, it's definitely a combination of things of, yeah, just like you said, sometimes it feels messy. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of times you forget what you just saw, because for Mm -hmm. me personally, there was a lot of rapid editing going on Mm -hmm. and I couldn't really absorb any sort of choreography or combinations that they were trying to show off because it was it, it was more about the ferocity of it. It was more about the aggression that was going on. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you want to go into the, you know, the action breakdown now, or are we going to keep, uh, why not generalize? Okay. <laughs> so, Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We're at the point where we give our recommendations, but there's a whole wealth of audio you would be listening to here. If you follow us on Patreon there, you can listen to the entire episode, including an exclusive action breakdown of the fights in the movie. But you can still support us by liking us on all the things and watch this and other episodes on YouTube with visual cues to accompany our discussion. And now on to our final thoughts. And then they leave America. (laughs) That's it. That's it. That's That's once upon a time in China and America. Yeah, that's a weird way to end it. But yeah, that's actually kind of how the movie kind of wraps up. And that's the end of the series. That's so weird to to act up like that. I, I feel like maybe they thought they might have got another movie, so they didn't want to make the ending definitive. Like they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, maybe we'll see you next year. Maybe right. we'll be back in China. Who knows?" Uh, well, stylistically, this movie feels like a huge departure from the last couple of movies we talked about, right? Not that it's taking place in America, but also it just kind of feels like a completely different series. Do you think? Do you agree? I, I would say only because the visuals for me, because they're oh, literally yeah. in America. And then maybe the story, because this is the most coherent story. <laughs> yeah, It's like the easiest one to follow. And all the other movies have been, uh, maybe not the second one, but the first and the third one have been like, oh man, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
Um, there, there's something about this movie that kind of stands out. So if they were to have made another movie after this, it would have to go back to basics maybe, or they'd go to space. <laughs> I don't know. Something well, let's see. Go... So they introduced him losing his memory. Maybe he time travels and has uh, to yeah, maybe. do something. Oh, we might. Maybe that's what happens in Kung Fu Legends. You know, like after after this movie, he 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 travels forward and he he joins the Kung Fu Avengers. Kind oh, of like God. a terrible movie that I don't know if we're ever <laughs> going to talk about. We should do it. Now, one day we'll talk about it. But just to wrap up Once Upon a Time in China and America, which I I swear they should have just called this movie Once Upon a Time in Chinatown. That would have been a much more fitting movie, especially yeah, with the way that movie nice. ends. Ooh, they should have called this movie uh, Journey to the East. Hmm. Okay, maybe. Uh, but then it wouldn't have the Once Upon a... Uh, that's true. Prefix. That's true. Eh, whatever. Uh, the the series is over. It's it's kind of a shame. But at the same time, I'm kind of glad it ended this way. Um, it wouldn't say it ended on a whimper, but it's not it's not the strongest ending. But I think it's it's satisfactory. How about that? Yes. All right, but uh, story wise, I think it's, it's satisfactory. Um, how I can leave it as that. I think that uh, it's a good conclusion for these characters because it does just feel like another. You can either see it as the way that this this Cherry Hawk series for the character could just be considered just like an ending for them, or it can consider it as like another day in the life of these characters. Um, you know, like just imagine in your head like another installment. You know, yeah, it's like, oh, hey, it's trip. nice to see these characters again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, but that's story-wise, <laughs> I think it's fine. We glossed over it, but I think that, you know, you can still enjoy it just watching it through and through. Action-wise, uh, it's kind of a step down, but it's better than the third movie <laughs> uh, in a different way, right? Yeah, it's not as ambitious with the action as the third movie. Mm. and But then it feels... Sometimes it feels a little lower because it, it plays it safe. Mm, that's right? a good point. That's a good point. But it's not bad, though. It's not bad, yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of opinions on the third movie. <laughs> they, they tried. They tried. It's a mess, that movie. This movie's not a mess, but there's not there's nothing about the action that really stands out for me. Like uh, There's quite a couple fights, and all of them are just kind of middle of the road, or they're, they don't have any anything that really distinguishes itself uh, all too much. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's like giving Samo the reins of like uh, trying to adhere to the style of someone else's action direction, and I think that's kind of bizarre. Um, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't feel like Samo has done a lot of wire foo. Like that's not his specialty. He's, his specialty is like making aggressive action choreography grounded in more reality. Um, and here it's like uh, he's, he's trying to blend his own style with uh, someone else's style. So I think that's like the core of the problem. Um, I like the fight between Shin Shin Shaw and Jet Li, but I think that's probably because it's more story driven than the actual choreography itself. And then outside of that, I actually don't have much else to say. Like, none of the action actually just really sticks out. I don't recommend any of the action out without context. Go watch the movie. Let's watch the movie, yeah. Yeah. And that's it. I don't know. Just, what, else is, what else is there to add to that? Like, yeah. Pretty much the same thing. Yeah. I think, I think 
you can if you're gonna watch the series like we have uh you can do it like this you know one two three and then once upon a time in, in america mm-hmm. because all the characters are back together again so it feels nice you don't get exactly that feeling of closure but knowing it's the last one you can tell yourself okay it's cool that jet lee returns roseman kwan returns and this is them riding off into the sunset right yeah yeah basically uh is, is that some sort of joke about the west because it, it just feels it just feels like you you're trying to make a joke about the west of course <laughs> of course oh hey hey okay can i guess your ranking for the movies we watched mm, okay oh, okay yeah. go, go, so go, we... go go for it okay so uh part two part mm-hmm. one this one and then three Uh, I think I feel like that's the obvious. I feel like that would probably be yours, right? Um, yeah, that's mine. <laughs> mine? I don't know. No, okay, you know what? Like, maybe this is the best time to to bring up a, a conversation like this because we are wrapping up the month, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I don't know. It might be a tie between the first and the third, the second for me, not the third. Oh my god, I almost said the third. Well, yeah, third, third. third I think universally is at the bottom. This one is probably above that, and then for you, it's a swap between the yeah, first and second. I don't right? know. I I like the first one for some reason. I I mean, I like the second one a lot too. That I think the action's superior in that movie, and the first movie's a mess. But there's something about it I think I like more. I can't quite put my finger on it. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to our own episode <laughs> to <laughs> tell why I felt about it. But yeah, uh, it might be a toss-up. I don't know what your what are you, what's your ranking? Oh, like I said, it's two one. This one, which is part six, right? Six, yeah. Yeah, so two one six and three. then three. All right, that's coincidentally my pin number. So I mean, what? What did I say? What? what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna break into your house tonight. <laughs> Shit.